Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Community Church Podcast. My name is Gabriel Young. I'm the director of the audiovisual ministry here. Today we are in our fourth week of Lent, and Pastor Bill has a very powerful sermon about faith and moving closer to God. Uh, Hope you enjoy. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see everybody today. Don't we have an awesome worship ministry? People giving their hearts and their times for worship. Let's give a shout out to our worship ministry. All right. I want to say thank you. Uh, Pastor Tyler is out today. He's doing, uh, he is, he and his family took another day and and he was in a very important place. That's the first pitch of the Cubs baseball game for the season. No, he's a Cubs fan and uh, Matt on staff is the Rangers fan and guess where they had the game Saturday. So anyway, it's, it's been a fun Sunday, but I wanted to just say thank you. We have a great, you know, it is about more than a, a plans, personalities, or uh, banners. You know, we want the God to be God, and it's great to see the diversity of leadership, the diversity of people who share their gifting like you. Before I get started real quick, we have a sign, a new sign. We were thinking about doing these for Easter, which is normally kind of what we do each of the major holiday times, but we decided to go ahead and just do this sign, which is much like our t-shirts, because really loving God and loving others was what the cross was all about. It's what Easter was all about. Plus, it's not time limited. You can stay there after Easter. So we have a hundred of those available to anybody that'd like to put them in there, you know, in in great places. Now, your garage is not one of them, okay? Just don't take it if you're going to set it in your garage. But if you've got a great place to just all over Guthrie, imagine if all over Guthrie and Edmund and Arcadia and all the people and uh, it's love God, love others. What if that just started happening? So it's a great seed to leave out, and so we're, that's what we're trying to do. And we'll order another hundred once those run out. So uh, good job. Um, we are in continuing in a, a series, and it's really um, a series that is connected to or in the middle of the time called Lent. And Lent is the... You know what? I'm ahead of myself. I think this second service is just off a little bit, and maybe it's my fault. Everything I just said is true, but it's just not in the right spot. <laughs> if I'd look down on my little my little thing here, which is basically what you're looking at, uh, it's just supposed to be where I can see it better. Obviously, I'm not. So, let me do one quick thing here. We're, we're today's about flexing. Everybody just say flex and grace and encouraging one another. Okay. Oh, my. So, last seven days, what's been going on here? Uh, we had a Guthrie Public School Forum that met here. We had host team members here to greet the, the community. You're part of this, even though you're not here, because I know your prayers, and, you know, we talk about offerings. Lots are, is happening here. We also had something called a women's retreat. Look at that. Give a shout-out if you were at the women's retreat. And uh, here are some great things that went on. I couldn't capture it all exactly, but... I do have a quick video or so to show you what really goes on. So just a, just a, yay, that's right. 
Can I, because I know, I know some of you are like going, I didn't think dancing was allowed. Can I just tell you, if, as I read the Bible, there was dancing throughout the Bible, and it's about moderation and what's the right heart of it. I can tell you that was a praise song, and uh, we believe in dancing. I just don't, I just ask you not to go all the way to David where he d- danced naked. So, you know, <laughs> do that in your own privacy of your own home, okay? Not, not out of heaven. Support Staff Day. Uh, we had a great opportunity to be a part as a church there. One of the key leaders at the chamber that is putting together and coordinating, actually our whole town is Jennifer Wagner. Give a wave, Jennifer. She probably didn't know I was going to do this. But uh, we are a part. We helped. So, so I was the guy with the camera. So I did, you won't find me on here, but I was taking video. And I guess I'm on there one place. But uh, let me just give you a little t- taste of what it means to support staff day. Now, real quick. Support staff. We love teachers. We love administrators. We support them. But there's a lot of custodians and people who work in the food kitchen and just all the supporters in the classrooms that support the teachers. And this is their day. We load up a trolley full of food and treats and go to every school. And here's what it looks like. Isn't that awesome? You know, we, we support all forms of education, homeschool, private school. It doesn't matter. In fact, I believe every parent is to school. They're, I believe the Bible says train up a child in the way they should go. But we support also public school, and we like to be involved in a lot of ways. So now let me get over to Lent. <laughs> the season of preparation. We've been looking at Scripture and realizing that Jesus also was preparing for that day in which he would be crucified. April the 21st, I believe, is Easter this year. It's Resurrection Sunday. It's just after, uh, you know, the, the 89er parade. I'm sure everybody will be in re- perfect form for the 21st. 
but it's, it's a preparation that starts 40 days prior to that date is what uh, Lent is about. And in that, we've talked about over the last few weeks that it's about examination. It's about what is it about my life? What are the things in my life that I need to, to really bring up unto the Lord and change and ask him for help? But it can come with clarity hearing the Lord or really unknotting some things that are in you and bring revelation. You can do that with prayer and fasting. You don't have to do it together, but... Man, when you do both of them simultaneously, it's like amplified and multiplied. But the real key is moving closer to the Lord, hearing more from the Lord. We, we began to talk about that when Jesus came, he came to die. We've, we've heard that phrase before. But in this time, as we look at what Christ is to ourselves, but especially as we look at what was going on prior to that time on the cross, we realize that Jesus was reminding everybody, I don't think they picked up on it, that he was going to pass away. He was going to be crucified. In fact, here are three instances. In Matthew chapter 16, we find here, he says, look, I'm going to suffer. I'm going to be killed, but I am going to be raised. And a little bit further in chapter 17, it's going to say, and as we gather to Galilee, it says the son of man is about to be delivered. It says he's going to be killed, but I'm going to be raised. Do you see what he's trying to, what he was telling them? And he's telling us something through this study that I want to bring to you. I, I begin to read the gospels parallel, uh, all this uh, in this time, trying to hear what God would have us in this, in a different way for this season. The third one is Luke. I'm going to be mocked. I'm going to be shamefully treated. I was going to be spit upon. I'm going to be flogged. And I'm going to be killed. And we know that the reason he was killed, what killed him was our sin. It was me. But he decided to take it on voluntarily so that he could restore us. So the focus this morning is a passage of scripture about some blindness. Notice how I said that. Because I think all of us, I know I pray many times to the Lord, God, give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Now, I have eyesight, but it's, a, it's to see like he sees. It's to hear uh, his whispers. It's, it's, to, it's to, 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 to be in tune with God. And I don't know about you, what a better way for us to look at a passage talking about blindness and how blindness can move into sight. How many in here would like some more sight, Lord style? About half of you, okay. No, I'm just joking. But I know that as we look at this, you're going to, if you'll just be okay with saying, Lord, speak to me. You know, Lord, speak to my heart, not, not Pastor Bill. Let, let the scripture speak to me. Are you all ready for that? All right, good deal. So here we have preparing for sight, and I've got four, the four gospels here, and I'm giving you kind of a parallel example of these stories. Some, some were talking about two men, some were just talking about a blind man. And one is Barnabas, and I'm going to take Mark chapter 10, and that's going to be kind of what will thread through all of this. But I wanted you to be able to see all of that. And, and basically, you have Christ coming to, he's on, he's on his way. In a few weeks, we will celebrate Palm Sunday, but here he is. He's traveling down through Jericho and on into, and so we see that there's a great crowd, and, and, uh, and the disciples are with him, and then there's this beggar that he, he notices. Now, remember, the mindset of Christ is, I'm, I'm preparing. I already know where I'm headed, but this is about you. He says, this is about you all. It's about us. I want you to get something out of this, so I'm going to do some miracles along the way. I'm going to do some unique things to let you know about the kingdom. And so it goes on, and here's a picture of Jericho and an artist renderition. They didn't have Polaroids back then, so this is somebody uh, taking historical information and trying to uh, bring it alive. But this is, this is the journey that, that he's on. And so when I think about having eyes to see, the very first thing we're going to find in this scripture is we have to realize the presence 
of Jesus. Or I would say the presence of God, or, or today we'd say the presence of the Holy Spirit. They're all one, right? So when we read historically, we can look for, you know, look ahead and project that and say this it still applies today, right? Because this word applies today, same yesterday, day, and, to, and, and forever. So here we have in chapter 10, verse 47 of Mark, and again, those others are paralleling with it. We have, uh, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. Now, it's interesting, he didn't see Christ. He had no idea of a lineup. He couldn't pick Christ out. But he heard a noise. He heard about Jesus, and he heard that Jesus was coming. People were talking about Jesus. And yet in his blindness, he had heard enough about this one that of this prophet that does miracles, this one that has something that he needed. And so what did he do? It says what? He said, he cried out. I don't know about you, but there have been times where I, I just cry and go, Jesus! Or maybe it's this way, Jesus, Jesus. But he cried out. And he said, have mercy on this. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. And when you begin to realize the presence of God, and can I tell you, God is with us now, and he'll never leave us or forsake us. He's in this room. He's with you when you leave this room. Do you all agree with that? Say amen. All right. So he's with us, but so many times our minds, our humanness forgets that he's so present. I didn't just say present. He's so present, if we'll acknowledge him. And isn't it interesting that when we get tugged on, you know, the Lord draws all men to himself. And all of a sudden, he's leading us. He's tugging us to him. He, we, we hear his voice. We, we hear something, and we want it. And, and yet, there's stuff gets in the way. Have you ever noticed that? Look what happens here. The crowds begin to rebu- re- rebuke him. I don't know if you've ever labeled anybody, but I know all of us in this room probably at one time or another have been labeled. And I don't like labeling. Because labeling means that I've already predetermined that you're no good. Or you're one of those, or you grew up on this side of the tracks, or, oh, you went to that, or you didn't go to my school. You know, no, it says here, and they rebuked him, telling him to be side. You know, and, and I don't know about you, but I believe the devil loves to re- try to rebuke us when, when the Lord is trying to get us to draw to him. They don't, not, who are you to go fall in love with Jesus? That's Jesus thing. You know, you're not good enough. You're a loser. If they only knew you were addicted to that, if they only, or if they knew you'd done that, if you served time, you've had this many affairs, you know, hey, you shouldn't go to Jesus. That's from the devil, can I tell you? But this crowd was doing the same thing, trying to silence him, trying to stop him from crying out. But what did he do? It says, but he cried out all the more. Folks, when you get in a place where you're having a struggle, engaging and encountering the presence of God and the move of God, you stay persistent, you continue to cry out. It doesn't matter what the whispers are saying. It doesn't matter what the people around you are saying. Maybe you're at the workplace and you know you're supposed to be bringing the Spirit of the Lord more aware there. Or maybe it's, it's at Walmart. You know what? You persevere. John says this, kind of focuses in, Rabbi, this man sinned. It's got to be his sin or his parents' sin, right? The reason that person's behaving that way is because his parents didn't raise him, right? We've never thought that, have we? Just repent later, okay. 
But so much I have to ask the Lord because I'm human and you're human. I have to say, God, let me see through your eyes. Let me see how Jesus sees people. And when he looks at us, no matter what condition we are, he sees potential. He loves you. It doesn't matter what condition you're in because he sees what would happen in the full state of him being in and over your life and ultimately what you'll be. And so, but they're trying to blame. We do too much of that, may we not, right? And just repent. See if people, as Jesus sees them, full of potential. And he, Jesus rebukes them a little bit here. He corrects them. He says, hey, it's not the man's sin. It's not even his parents' sin. And this is very important. Listen, sometimes that person in your life that doesn't look like you, doesn't smell like you, doesn't behave like you, man, they look like lost people. Church, hello? Is so, look at the comma, but that the works of God, how many want to be around where the, God's working? The works of God might be displayed in him. You don't realize we are the body of Christ. When we say yes to him and we have all that he's given us, then what we do is bring him close to people so he can do something. So we've got to be careful we got to persevere through. We, we got to be careful not to judge too quickly. You say, well, I, they've wounded me, hurt me once, hurt me twice. You pray for them. You might need to distance yourself so you don't sin. But you, you see them so that you're praying, God, your mighty work, I don't mean lightning, God, your mighty work would have, you know, don't be praying that, okay? And here's the key, the key here. See, it'd be so easy to say that, that this is a, a story about Jesus only, or maybe pastors. No, we, look, look to your neighbor and say you're part of the we. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day because night is coming. Folks, Jesus is coming back. I believe this is portraying. Look, there's going to be a day when it's over here. It's going to be a day when you end your breath here. It's going to be a day when this world ceases to exist. That, that what is the opportunity is going to pass. Jesus is going to come back and it's going to be too late. And Jesus reminds them, hey, I'm the light. Verse 5, I, I'm the light of the world. And, and I can tell you, part of what it spoke to me is look, when I feel like I'm in the, the dark, or the shadows a little bit, when I feel like even though I, I, I'm a believer and, I, and I've got the Holy Spirit in my but there are times that I struggle with, with discouragement. You know, he, he says, look, don't be worried about the worries. He said, just come over here and turn up the light. He said, don't be fighting the darkness. He says, come over here and turn up the light because when the light shows up, the darkness must dissipate and flee. I don't know who's struggling this morning but stop focusing on dark things and start focusing on light things. He wants to do a work in you. You say, well, he's already saved. He wants to do another work in you and through you. Amen. Verse 49 in Mark says, he noticed this man. He's thinking, I got this preparation. I got to get these guys prepared. He's looking at us today and saying, this scripture was for us to prepare us. He said, look, I, I call that blind man over here you know, with all that's going on. Now, I, I got to show you something that's in verse 50. Call the blind man saying, take, get up, get up. Jesus is calling you. So I don't know about you, but there are times that I know the prompting of the Lord. How many have ever felt the prompting of the Lord? And you know what I usually did? I did like the, the moonwalk thing. <laughs> you know, I was like, you want me to do that? Here's what this guy did. He's blind. And he's got so much, though, anticipation. He goes, I'm in, I'm in, I'm coming, Lord. 
Now, I, I know that's a little exaggerating, uh, but, and he was blind, and I'm sure he was bumping into things. <laughs> hey, you've been bumping into things. Think about it. We're trying to get, we, we hear it, but we can't, it's not real clear, but we hear the voice of the Lord. See, he couldn't see, but he heard the voice of the Lord. I'm supposed, and we bump into things, and, and you know what happens a lot of times? Well, I didn't know it was going to be this hard, and we give up. Hello? He said, no, I, I, I'm here, and I, I'm, I'm staying, all the noise, and the, I'm, I'm running into stuff I didn't think would get in the way, and, but I'm going to follow the call. I'm going to hear what I'm hearing, and I'm going to, I'm excited. To have eyes to see, we've got to realize the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. We, we've got to persist. We have to persevere against obstacles and things, whether it be what people might say or what the devil might say or, or just things that are in your way that's of the earth. And then we're to go with an expectancy. I'm going to get some transformation or I'm going to be part of him doing something else. Somebody, I'm going to do it because I know when God shows up, great things happen. So you have him say, so what do you want? Actually, what do you want me to do? And I'm sure he would really <clears throat> respond well to, Lord, I need an iPhone 10, please. Lord, I need a pink Cadillac with them bullhorns on the front, just like Texas people do. I don't think that's what he was crying out for. See, until you realize how desperate you used to be before Jesus, it's hard for you to ask for the right things now. See, when you were lost and you tried everything, or you just didn't know what else to try and you ran into Jesus, you realized he was the answer. Do you remember that time? Don't forget that. But, but, but look at this. He's saying, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus is asking that of you today, but it has to do with, are you asking the right questions? You know, I can see somebody in here going, yeah, Lord, I need help with my parents. I wish you'd fix them. Maybe what you should be praying is, Lord, help me know how to honor them like you want me to honor them. Reveal in me what I need to change. And they may be stinkers. But Lord, you've got me. Amen? Realize the presence, be persistent, expect transformation, and ask for the right things. And then the last, you know, you look at here, and he says, I want my eyes to be opened. That's what he asked for. He didn't ask for a house or, or provision or money. He says, I want to be able to see. I, I, want, to, to be rec I want my sight recovered. See, it's, it's like in the garden when, we, when, we, when sin entered in, it separated us from the perfect model that we were to commune and walk and be with the Lord and there was no death and there was no harm and there was no, and, and sin entered in and separated us. When we say yes to Jesus, we are restored. He's saying, look, restore my sight. I want to go back to the way you've made me. I want to come into alignment with how you've designed me and purposed me here on earth. That's a today statement, right? Ask for the right things. Let my sight be recovered. And so in these four gospels, it says, one states it, it's by faith. One says it, that he was just touched. And then I really thought it'd be neat to go... <laughs> You know how you can suck that in and then spit it out? I can't do it. 
You know, I'd get some dirt. Then I'd ask for a volunteer. But I know if you're like me, I don't want anybody spitting in my eyes, much less dirt, okay? But, here's, but in those accounts, here's what, he, here's what I was thinking about. So what's the dirt all about? Well, he, the creator says, look, I started with you down here on this dirt, and I made you. And I can do something if you trust me. It's about trust. See, faith is, is like, tr- and so he says, look, put that on your eyes, and then go wash. And, 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 I, and I took a look at the we're, I'm going to show you a slide here. I was trying to figure out where that was at. It's next two slides away. But look, he, he put that on there. He says, by your faith, by your faith, by if you'll trust me, God is, is calling you. God is, you're, 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 you're hearing his voice. And he says, okay, I'm going to come close. You're going to sense my presence, but then I'm going to ask you to go do something. It's about stepping out in faith. And so the next thing that we look at is, is stepping out. And so here's a blind man. And where he was at and where the, the, the pool that he was supposed to wash in is a, quite a distance. And he's saying, will you trust me? Will you trust me with that new adventure, that new ministry, working in the children's, whatever it may be? Take a step and watch. You want to be set free from that? I'm going to put mud on your eyes, something that's, ew. I'll make you do something that most people would laugh at or say, no way. You mean like narrow road? You've got to be kidding me. Step out in faith. Here's a, a picture of where he had to go. So he's up. He's up a little higher in the, that's the, is uh, Jerusalem. And the, the actual pool, which by the way, this is the real pool. They actually, before 2004, had it in another location. And for years, tourists had gone to. And just in 2004, they've revealed the real spring. That was a place of ceremonial cleansing. He was sending this man to be ceremonially washed. He's, you see, it used to, thousands would come to go to the temple and they had to, had to cleanse first and then ascend to the temple, the presence of God, the place of God. Will you follow me? Will you be obedient? Will you do what I'm prompting you to do even though crazy pe- people are trying to tell you you're crazy? When he obeyed, he went down, and this is John, notice I highlighted in green, when he went down to the pool, and he, he's still blind, folks. How do you think he got there? He, so he, he's trusting, he's trusting, he's trusting. I'm going to go to church. I don't like those people, but I'm going to go anyway. I'm going to get in a small group. You know, I got, I'm busy, but man, this is, and they're, they're weird. They, they, you know, they're just nice. I feel, like, I feel like I'm there. I'm in the right place, so I'm going to wade out into the water. Trusting, I'm trusting. And then he finally, it says his sight was restored. That's a faith step. That's, that's walking in faith. Maybe that's not a, a church thing. I use a lot of church analogy. Maybe it's I need to change jobs. Maybe I'm supposed to uh, go into ministry. Maybe vocationally, uh, maybe I'm supposed to go into the secular world. But as a minister, I'm, I'm just a follow. And it doesn't seem clear right now. But if he's saying to do it, you just trust him. And it says here in this story that his sight was recovered. His sight was immediately 
recovered. I don't know about you folks, but when we pray for God to give me eyes to see and heart develop, he, I'm not saying it's going to be a long journey like this, but there's going to be some things he's going to want you to wash off. There's going to be a cloak he wants you to throw aside. He's going to see if you're going to come run with expectancy to the foot of the cross because he's got a great blessing to give you sight in. I don't know about you, but if, in my life, I think I can see really a lot better than I used to. But can I tell you, I think he wants to open up the shutter. He wants to show you more and more and more and more through his word, through his expression here on earth as his kingdom come and his will is be done. And then he followed him and he followed him and he followed him. <laughs> Did you notice that? He didn't go off and go back to the soccer league. He followed him and he followed him. Now you can do following on the soccer field, but he followed him. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, the neighbors. Yeah, that, that must have been a bad x-ray because that tumor, it probably was never there. I know of testimony of the people in this church where two and three doctor, you know, MRI, uh, CAT scans have pointed out stuff, stuff on lungs or stuff in the body. And then by the time you get to the fourth one, because they just, I just don't, I just don't, I'm not sensing that I'm, I'm supposed to get one more opinion. Oh, there, it's not there. Now, I'm not saying he fixes everything that way because God is God, but when he knows it's the right time to bring him glory and do something to the people that are watching, he still has that ability, folks. If he doesn't, we need to stop praying for people in the hospital. Well, I don't think he does miracles anymore, but God, uh, I can't ask that, can I? No, he's still in the miracle business. And some people try to say, oh, you're, you'll get over it. You just must have accepted Jesus. You went to one of them revivals. Oh, I know what. You went to that women's retreat. <laughs> you know, it gets crazy at camp. Talk to the youth, man, and give them a week or two. They'll be over it. No, don't listen to the other people. Here's what I love, real quick parallel. Up until he... Till this point, the blind man knew about Jesus. And he'd heard all about Jesus, and he thought Jesus was this great guy, and he was a prophet, and he heard about his miracles. So he absolutely wanted to get what he had, right, or receive what he had. But it wasn't till just a little bit later, and this is a transitional passage where it takes him to, from be, knowing about Jesus and wanting to hang out with, you know, good people like Community Church, and believing. There's a difference. You can have a mindset that understands and, and trusts in, in a way, but it's believing. Is he the Messiah? Is he God incarnate? Is he the answer to all my problems and all my joy? Is he all my all in all? And this is what has happened. People start asking, are you, are you sure you're just not on new vitamins? I, I bet you're doing CBD. That's why you're feeling so good. I, it's not about going to church. Uh-uh. Actually, <laughs> what was before CBD was essential oils. Now, I believe in that. For, you know, that all works. But, I mean, I can tell sometimes when people come in and they smell like a cedar tree. But <laughs> hope, hope it's powerful. But anyway, not i i love it if you use it i've used i've got some of that okay so me i'm gonna start getting emails 
Aren't you supposed to drink it? (laughs) But here's the thing. Instead of focusing on his sight, and a little bit past this, 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 this particular verse, he gives all the glory to God. So let's take essential oils. Let's take CBD. Let's take all that. And who made it? Who's making it interact with the cells within your body and bringing about a result? Pick pharmaceutical medicine. It doesn't have to be homeopathic. Who is the creator? Who pulls it all together? God does. God has a plan for you, and he'll take this that's organic and this that's a chemical, and he knows your body and he knows your mind. And if you bring it all to him, he just says, look, give me the glory. Amen? Not well, you got to take this brand's better than that brand. So you know what? Whatever I take, I'm going to say, God, use it. You bring about the health I'm supposed to have. And if this is part of it, yay, God, thank you. So we began to give eyes. That was the testimony. Eyes to see, eyes to see. It, it, it comes from a place of desperation. It comes from a place where you've got to be able to hear. I have a video that close with, and so if you'll direct your attention, so I'm going to throw that ouch this is the blooper service (laughs) sam you first have to understand the noise the the crowd i could hear they were close on to the Road. And, and not just because I had great hearing to make up for my blind eyes. I mean, this was a roar. People cheering and clapping and singing. As I got closer, I, I, I tried to listen as carefully as I could, see if I could make out what they were saying. I knew that they were coming my way. See, some of us sat by the main gates where most of the people would come and go. I know people by it how they walk, whether they drag their feet or not. And every day I just sat there, waited for mercy. But I, all I could do was listen. Suddenly I realized that they cheered for him. Some grumbled even speaking his name. Others said he was the Messiah. But a handful of them had had witnessed him healing people. I crawled closer to the road, afraid that I might be trampled. I I could hear that there were a lot of people coming. Is that him? Is that the teacher? Anyone tell me? Is it him? And someone said, yes. It was Jesus, and to this day, I, I can't explain it, but I just yelled. I yelled louder than I had ever yelled. Son of David, have mercy on me. He heard me, and he, he came over where I was and asked what I wanted. to see and then 
everything I had always hoped to lay my eyes on was there before me. I followed him that day and the next day and the next day. What amazed me was it seemed like the people that could see the best were the most blind. As for who I say he is, one day I was yelling for him to heal me. Now, here we are in Jerusalem, yelling to all those who have ears to hear that he is Hosanna in the highest. He is the Messiah. You all will stand with me. So here's what I want to wrap up with. There are many who can't see. There are many that have, may have vaguely heard about this Jesus that you came to worship today. And when I say many, I'm, I'm talking about where you work, where, where you go and recreate, maybe in your family. And something that I kind of heard is he said he strained to hear what they were talking about. And he heard them talking about Jesus. And I thought about the church, going out from here to have lunch, going back to work on Monday, whatever, going to the soccer field, sitting in the grandstands, whatever. But, but there are people sitting there with you, they're just yearning, yearning for that thing you have. And that's the hope that's within you. And yet, what will draw them quicker than quick is them to hear you just in life, just in, just in your normal everyday conversation, the noise, the name of Jesus showing up in the noise. So the question is, how will you express your love and your respect for the one that has given you all that you have? How, how will you weave it in carefully and, and not artificially so people who need Christ can be drawn to him? See, he was drawn to Christ. Christ did all the work, but it was the crowd that acknowledged who it was that helped that beggar, that blind person, who you know some of those, to move towards him. Amen? So often we worship in this place so much better than we worship out there. And I want you to be work. I think part of the preparation for this Easter, this Resurrection Sunday, is us begin to be the church more and more and more out there. This is a great place. Don't, don't ever want to forsake this. But it's supposed to go out and get more and more and more. The presence of God who goes with you. So may our noise, may our chatter, may, may what we talk about have at least enough salting, seasoning, that they can hear it, and they're drawn to him. Amen? The, the, the next thing, though, I, before we leave, is I just want to say this. There may be somebody in here that, that really has never made the shift from, I really need Jesus to, to help me, you know, help me with some things, or I really believe he's the Messiah. He's my Savior, my all in all. 
And I wouldn't want you to leave today without you deciding whether it's in the pew or coming up after service or out in the parking lot, that you make that conscious effort is in my heart. Am I really, is he really Lord of everything in my life? Am I really believing that he is what I need for all that I need? And it says, if you believe in your heart and profess with your mouth, there's a, you're saved from what you were. And yes, he'll take you from there just as you are, love on you, draw you towards things that you've never believed you could be drawn towards. So we're getting ready to take the field team. And you're going with the greatest, powerful Lord that ever has ever existed, the Lord Almighty. Let's pray. Father, now as we take the field, as we leave from here, I pray that you be with each of us today. I pray that whatever you spoke to them, not what I'd said, but maybe what you said through Scripture of the Spirit, that, Lord, we would allow you to have a work in us. Finish that work you've began in us, Lord. Begin to use our testimony out in this world to to, to draw, to be a sound that draws the lost to you, Lord. May this next few weeks leading up to Easter, maybe we step out and try with an anticipation of what you might do with an obedient heart, willing to, willing to just show you up in places where we live, work, and play. Now go before us, Lord. Love on these people like never before. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Hug somebody before you leave.